0: The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center, and now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks.
1: Here's Melanie Cole. Summer can be such an exciting time for children and families. However, the fun that comes with summer activities can often lead to unexpected emergency department visits. My guest today is Dr. Barbara Walsh. She's a pediatric emergency medicine physician at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Walsh, let's start with sun safety. Quantify for us a little bit about what you see as an emergency physician as far as burns and sunburns and things that might happen in the sun.
0: Absolutely. It's a great question, and it's certainly the perfect time of the year to be discussing this, especially as beach weather has definitely hit. Um, So, unfortunately, I think even though we have all of this media out there about sun safety, we are still seeing a fair number of children that are brought into the emergency department with burns. For the most part, they're first-degree burns, which means there's a red, hot area that burns on the skin. Um, unfortunately, though, um, especially more in the teenagers, the young adolescents, the older adolescents, um, when they are sort of in an area where they're more sort of prolonged sometimes, they are starting to blister. And that's the second-degree burn, and is a little bit more serious. So there are bubbles that form on the skin. You still get that hot area, but then the, the area blisters. And the blisters can be large. They can be small. You want to try and leave those intact and not pop them. Um, we will see children in the emergency department um, for treatment of the pain and discomfort. Simple stuff is always best. Um, solar cane spray, some nice using aloe vera gel are very simple over-the-counter techniques that can be um, done from home. Um, anti-inflammatory medications such as Motrin, um or Tylenol for pain relief is also another good source of um relieving the discomfort. I will say that any sort of tight clothes on a burn are going to exacerbate the pain. So loose fitting after a burn is always better. Um and then the final thing is when we do when you do get a second degree burn, sometimes those people will end up coming to the emergency department. You try and leave the blister intact. Cool soothing water, no ice, um leave the blister intact if you can. If we do see blisters, what we do is we try and put some bacitracin or some silver bean ointment over that and just do a wet to, what's called a wet-to-dry dressing. Um, but for the most part, if people could be very, very mindful, especially with the younger children, about really reapplying the um, sunscreen, that would really be the best bet, obviously.
1: Great advice about the blisters. people don't always know that now on to water safety. you know this is this is a tragic situation. I'm sure that if yeah. you were to see something, tell us what you recommend as far as water safety, so that there is no tragedy that happens.
0: yeah, another great question. people with pools or whether you're going to lakes or certainly out in the ocean, you certainly want to keep an eye on your children. that's you know. Best advice ever is know where your kids are at all times. Make sure someone is just, is keeping a watchful eye, um, especially someone who is obviously, you know, more than just a young teenager who's babysitting because eyes wander and people get distracted, especially in larger crowds. Really, for children, I know people are very excited about sort of those arm floaty things, but if you really have a young child, the best that truly is wearing a small life jacket, um, one that fits properly, and they, they can have the um, clip that goes underneath in between the legs um, so that it's secured on and fits snugly. But I would really honestly recommend a life jacket for younger children. Um, people that have schools, um, obviously, the rules are to make sure that the gate is locked at all times. I can't emphasize that enough. Unfortunately, we do see kids that somehow wander away go through the sliding door, and if the pools aren't locked, they go in there and they're found floating in the pool. We certainly don't want to see tragic, unnecessary events like that. Other things to be mindful for at, at the beach, if there's a strong undertow, just be really careful about the children going in and how far out they go. That's another thing that I think people don't think about frequently. Sometimes there are going to be warnings about that when the tides are really strong, but not always the case. So I just think being mindful, um, being aware and being vigilant is really important, especially at larger places like the beach.
1: Another thing that seems to be popular in the summer is fireworks, not only at the 4th of July, but kind of all summer long. You hear them going off in the neighborhoods. What are you seeing as far as firework issues that come into the emergency room?
0: Another great question. Um, So I would say right around the 4th specifically, but yes, you're correct about all summer long. We are seeing various fireworks injuries. Um, younger kids will often get tiny little burns, so more like first-degree burns, like a sunburn when they're using things like sparklers. Typically, it's the older, um, young sort of tween or young adolescent where they're starting to use fireworks that are a little bit more potent, like the M80s, things like that, or even firecrackers. And unfortunately, we do see kids that will evolve, meaning rip off a finger blow up something in their hand, and they'll get extensive soft tissue damage, whether it's a deep burn, a laceration, or they're actually losing a digit. We absolutely see that. Um, places like New Hampshire, fireworks are legal. Anyone can buy them. Anyone can use them. People certainly transport them over the borders. I really think it's imperative that parents are vigilant with their children who may or may not have purchased them. I really think if that that's going to be part of the festivities in adults who knows what they're doing, to understand fire safety, to really be the person lighting off fireworks, through fireworks, and things can still go amiss. Fireworks can tip over. Um, the fireworks can shoot at you. So you have to be really diligent and careful um, this time of the year, especially using these things. Um, I personally think we should not let any children handle sparklers, little firecrackers, any of that stuff, because it's just not worth the risk. Kids find a way to get injured. It keeps me in business. They just find a way.
1: They certainly do. And it it turns a fun summertime into every parent's nightmare. Now, grilling, another fun thing that we do in just a brief moment. Tell us about grilling and keeping our kids away from the hot grill.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I I wish it was a great answer. I think we should just put a barricade around the grill with high, high walls. Um, Again, a great question. Um, I think that When parents are grilling, they really need to be careful about where their kids are, what they're doing. They can't leave that grill unattended, and I cannot speak to that more significantly. The grill should never be left unattended. If the grill does need to be sort of left for a second or so, you really need to put the top down. You really need to make sure that there's no one in the area. Um, Kids will put their hand on and get uh, as bad as a second degree and even further type of burn, which is a third degree, although much less common. Um, Kids can get some flames popping out at them. Um, and get sort of more superficial-type burns, but it can be really, really dangerous. And I think that an adult has to be at that grill 24-7 when they're actually grilling, when it is on, et cetera. And if, you know, they need to put food on a plate and the plate has to be delivered, someone should come over and get it. Simple, simple common-sense things, I think, are really what's going to make a difference for kids in the summertime.
1: And even pets need to stay away from the grill. They tend to lick the propane tank, you know, and oh, yeah. so it's certainly something <laughs> we have to watch out for now. We want our kids not to play video games all the time, especially in the summer, Dr. Walsh. So then they're out on the playground, bicycles, scooters. That's what we want them to do. But you're an emergency room physician and head injuries, concussion. Tell us what you want us to know about keeping kids safe when they do actually play outside.
0: And, and and I agree with you. I think they should be all playing outside. I think on a gorgeous summer day, a gorgeous spring day, a gorgeous fall day, even in the winter, they should be playing outside and avoiding screen time as much as possible. It is 100% imperative that every child wears a helmet. That should go without saying there is no exception. Bike helmets save brains. There is no question. Um, I have seen plenty of accidents where a bike has crashed into a car, a car has hit a child on a bike, Um, I have seen lots of scooter injuries, skateboard injuries. If you wear your helmet, it will be protective. You may end up with a minor concussion, but you don't have a severe traumatic brain injury. There are places where people can access them for a much reduced cost. Um, I know Boston Medical Center um, uh, definitely has different programs with bike helmets and the such, and I know that a lot of other places do as well. Every child needs to have a helmet. There's just no question about it. Um, In terms of scooters, um, rollerblading, skateboarding, uh, I know this is not the um, most fashionable approach, but I think wrist guards are really important. Um, kids that fall on an outstretched hand is one of the biggest injuries I see, and it's not simply just from roller skating or skateboarding, but in the summertime when kids are out doing that, when they fall on an outstretched hand, they often break their ulnar, their radius, or both, which is the forearm bones in your arm. That can be a pretty awful accident to have in the summertime when you're stuck in a cast if you can't go in the water. So wrist guards on the wrist, while you know maybe they might get made fun of a bit, they really, really prevent broken bones. And I'd rather have a kid maybe be teased a little bit than end up with broken bones and then have a complete summer ruin. Nobody wants that. So bike helmets, wrist guards, I would even go so far as to say um sort of a knee pads for those that are rollerblading and um skateboarding. Um but you see less less fractures from that, more confusions and soft tissue injuries.
1: 100% great advice, and now we want to kind of finish with lawnmowers and then bugs. I don't know if, as an emergency room physician, you see problems from bugs, but speak about lawnmowers first, and then if you see anything with bugs, let us know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So in terms of lawnmowers, um, you know that your children ride on the lawnmower with you. That's just basic common sense one. Because kids, again, like I said, I'm in business for a reason. Children find a way to get injured. It's just just part of their nature. Um, Kids should not be riding on the ride on lawnmowers. Um, Young kids should not be, I think, using a lawnmower because I think that they're too young, there's a skill involved, and accidents do happen. A lot of what we see um, are are fingers getting caught in the motor um, or feet being run over accidentally in the motor. So we're seeing a lot of macerated hands and foot injuries where there can be tendon and nerve damage, vessel damage, which can be very complex. Your hand is one of the most intricate parts of your body um, with a lot of moving pieces that are vital to function. So I think that young children should not be anywhere near lawnmowers when they're out, should not be riding on the lawnmowers. And I think people need to be very cautious about how they're stored and any kind of access to them. And while we have great surgeons out there that can fix a lot of these injuries, it's best to prevent it than to have to deal with it, of course. In terms of bugs, I mean, mosquitoes are everywhere. The wetter the season, the more we're seeing. Um, certainly people worry about West Nile um, and other types of tick-borne um, and mosquito-borne um, bug um, issues. I think for younger children, doing um, sort of um, precaution with bug spray that is not deep, uh, which I think is a little bit safer, might be a little bit less effective, is definitely the way to go. There's different sprays. There's different sort of um, applications with um Uh, more like a sponge, Um, I think that any kind of camping, being by a lake, a river, things like that, um, hiking, I I think it's really important because the bugs are pretty, pretty bad. For the most part, if you get bit by a mosquito, it's not really that big a deal. Not that many people are going to get West Nile or equine encephalitis, but some people do, and it's usually the the, um, extremes of ages like the young and the old the most part, you have to worry about, you know, a bunch of bug bites, getting infected, that kind of thing. So more of the common stuff like a cellulitis. Ticks are everywhere, not just in Massachusetts, not just in New England. Ticks are everywhere. I think one of the things to think about after being outside with your children is at night, before they get in the bath, be really diligent about doing a head-to-toe tick check, including the hairline. Ticks find a way to crawl up and get in all sorts of crevices. They like the nooks and crannies. I just think it's really important. Um, Lyme disease is very treatable, but sometimes we can miss it if the rash isn't there. Um, So I think that just being really careful about doing a tick check and getting the ticks off is very important. And one little sort of um, trick that I love, um, a vet store, any veterinarian place, and you can get a, a dog tick remover. They come in two sizes. And those dog tick removers work great on humans. I use them in my own practice. Ninety nine cents, I believe. It's the best thing I've ever purchased. And all you do is scoot it underneath, and you just twirl it around, and it pulls the tick right out. Nice. What and a great thing! To the emergency department. Wow. Yes, it's phenomenal. Wow. I know. It's so simple. That's, so
1: simple. What a great tip, Doctor marketing. You should. That's fantastic. Now wrap it up for us. You know, we don't want to see you. And we don't want you kept in no. business, but but certainly people are going to have things happen in the summer. Best advice for summer safety?
0: I, You know, I think the best advice is to really be thoughtful about the activities that you're doing, potential areas where things could go amiss, and just using common sense. I think if we just stopped and thought about, hey, what activity are we planning to be, for the day with the family? What are the things that we need to make sure everybody is in a safe environment. And I think it's just that simple. Just pause for a moment. I think we just go too fast and, and do things too quickly. And maybe we forget the suntan lotion or we forget the butt spray or, hey, I forgot my helmet. Um, but, you know, this is a really important thing. I think if we just take a step back, take a breath, think about what we're doing and just take a minute to think about summer safety. I think common sense will um, help us prevent a lot of these injuries this summer.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Walsh, for being with us today and sharing all of that great information. So important for parents, really, and for everybody to hear at this point. Thank you so much again for being with us today. You are listening to Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.